begin with football and fans across the Bay Area watching the must-win game against the Vikings. And we've got team coverage from those left-to-watch parties and the lucky fans include inside Levi Stadium. And now, now from now, Candlestick now. Point in San Francisco, California, it's the Stick. Dick, 49er podcast show. I wish we would have scored a touchdown, but just, I mean, getting points after a 22-play drive, that's awesome. When you're a defense and you're on the field for 22 plays, that's tough. It is. It's, it's tough, and then your offense goes three and out, you're winded. That's what we're built for, those long drives, and the fact that we could stay on the field for those long drives means a lot about this team. A sea of red jerseys walking into the stadium with high hopes and the belief their beloved team will win. Niner fans, I know some of us nearly got bored during that one, which is probably a good thing. The Niners go down to Jacksonville, show their dominance, and win 30-10. to 10. And welcome to another edition of the Stick 49ers podcast. I'm Lucas McLaughlin, and my co-host, uh, Lucas Ortiz, is away on assignment this week. And instead, we have a special guest. We're happy to have Iron Mike Arango from Niner Empire here. He has his own podcast, a Niner podcast, so we're uh, privileged to have him. Thanks for your time, Michael. How you doing, man? Awesome, bro. It, it, it was an interesting game, so to speak, or maybe it wasn't, but I'm super happy to be here, super stoked, bro. I'm a big fan of your show as well, so nice. let's get this going, brother. Yeah, man, so to start off, you know, just, you know, it was interesting watching this game in the beginning. You know, we go down and we end up, Kind of conservatively, Kyle has them kick a field goal. Uh, later on, they go for it on fourth down. But did you have the feeling that I, I when they, when he kicked three, I was going, man, shouldn't we have gone for it there? What did, would you think of that? You think they should have went for it on fourth down early? No, not really. And 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 here's the thing, man. Um, we took a, that was a historical drive, by the way. Um, I think that's like the longest drive a team did since I think. I think it was a Tennessee game about 10, 15 years ago, give or take. Nice. But we were the only team that has taken a drive anywhere near that long that didn't score a TD. Like 20 for the record. plays, right? It was 20 plays, if I'm correct. Just how long of a drive it was. You know, I thought it was a, it was closer to two yards than one. You know, they have a pretty good run defense there. And when you go that long of a drive, if we would have came out with no points, I thought that would have given them a lot of momentum and got them going. So I wanted to go for it bad. It was hard for me not to. On that drive, now here's the thing. I, obviously, I was very disappointed because Jimmy Garoppolo missed a wide-open touchdown, and there's just no way that you can miss that, dude. I, I mean, I'm a Jimmy supporter. As a you know, as a Niner fan, so I was born, basically. But, I mean, there was there was no – He's he's got a guy wide open on a crossing route. And somehow he sidearms it like he always does. And he just, he missed them by about two yards, a yard. But I, I was disappointed in that. But I, I wasn't disappointed the rest of the game. So we'll continue. So we go, we beat Jacksonville. And we should because we're a better team than they are. And like you just said, that's an interesting point. You know, Jimmy has had some issues this year. But I like to point out he didn't have any interceptions. And that was definitely a key to mm -hmm. go to Jacksonville and lose. And then it could be Trey the rest of the way. And, you know, I think the last since the Chicago game, I've seen a change in Jimmy's play. Maybe that's also Kyle's ability to, to call the game more to his strengths and showing throwing the short little passes and making sure that he's protected there, you know, and not they're not trying to make him do things he can't. Obviously, he's not 
super accurate when he goes way downfield. I'd like to see him go downfield more, but uh, in general, I, I think Jimmy's doing a great job and, and, you know, maybe Kyle also thought we'll be okay in this game. You know, he, he is definitely is, is doing better the last two games. I think he's like top number one or number two, believe it or not in the last month in completion percentage, but that's a little iffy. Cause I'll tell you what, he's like bottom five in air yards. Him and Mac Jones are like bottom of the barrel in air yards. So it, it depends how you take it. But I have noticed in the last two games, he will go, you know, he's starting to hit the middle of the field again, which was usually the best part of his game. That's always been his game, right? When he throws the middle of the field, he tends to do better. Unfortunately, he, he you know, sometimes it's not always his fault, obviously, but that's where, you know, when you're throwing in the middle of the field, that's where you tend to get a lot of interceptions due to tip passes from the receivers or whatnot, right? Yeah. Over the last month, and, and I just looked this, this stat up today, over the last month, he's like number one or number two in completion percentage. So he has raised his game, although I feel that the last two games, he's done great. The two games prior, I'm not really impressed because he's still bottom five in air yards. Yeah. So that those three yards, those three yards that you get, you know, throwing to the flats, off to the side, you notice we didn't do that the last two games, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I want to cut off. Now, if you go back from about a year ago, when Kyle Juicecheck, Juice, let's call him, I don't even know if I can pronounce his name right, right? Yeah. When Juicecheck Don't worry, played, I can't pronounce Jaguars. 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 Yeah, there the you go, brother. Right, go there you go. Dude, <laughs> you know that when, when Juicecheck plays like 35% of the plays and up, the Niners are something crazy, like 20 and four, 20 and five over the last three years. Yeah. So if you notice, if you take our losses, brother, and you look at them, I notice a pattern. We're not playing juice. Huh. Obviously, Kittle was out, so we lost Kittle. That adds the same pattern with Jimmy Garoppolo. I we, mean, when he starts, we tend to win. We do. And we do. You know, but it's not 2019, but. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's because of Jimmy, though. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I don't think it's because him. And I have nothing against him. When he I plays, we win. Sure, because that's because we don't have anyone better. Jimmy finishes with 16 of 22 passing, 176 yards and two touchdowns. And I think the key, no interceptions. Sometimes he really does thread the needle, especially like Debo in the previous game. He has the talent. A couple of those plays where you're like, wow. But then he like sometimes he'll force it because you know he's trying to create something yeah and even in your mind you're going don't throw it to Debo he, he's it's so obvious he's <laughs> he's got a little too much Brett Favre in him yeah yeah but Brett Favre's back and your defense is in trouble hey now hey now my Brett Favre's back boom I just started Thanksgiving early <laughs> you know J Jimmy has a great release I'm never going to criticize him on it. he's got a great release he's got a decent arm he doesn't throw the hardest in the world. He doesn't throw the deepest, but the guy can be accurate. Yeah. You know, the guy can, he throws a beautiful spiral. He has a beautiful motion. There's, there's things about him that really are good, Yeah, but he always, and I think you'd agree with this. He tends to make a lot of bonehead plays and he usually does it every game. Yeah. Over the last two games, he really hasn't. I think he's made one bonehead play in the last, the game before this one, but it didn't cost us anything. Yeah. But usually the bonehead plays, are the ones where he stares at the guy he's throwing to the entire time. That's the strangest one, right? Where he doesn't have any kind of progression at all. And there's like four receivers. He looks at one guy and the linebacker's going, okay, throw it to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, that's the word. I feel like 
it, it, what bothers me, man, is that I feel like he's regressed since he got to San Fran. Like when he got to San Fran, yeah. he had a fire under his ass. He did. You know, yeah. he really did. He had a fire under his ass and yeah, he started. We didn't, we didn't have as much talent and he still won games. Yeah, man. Somehow at the end of last year, when we were hitting the playoffs, I felt like that fire started to fade. He lost confidence. Yeah. You know, yeah, and last have year. something to do with playing under Brady and learning from Brady. I don't like Brady, but you know, he's a good quarterback. Well, he's great. Kind of losing some of those techniques and things that he learned from Brady and thinking that he's all good. And then, you know, 2020 getting hurt and the injuries have not helped him, obviously, you know? Yeah, no, the injuries haven't helped him. I, I just think it's decision-making when it comes to him. I, yeah. I think it's decision-making and that's, that's basically it, man. It's decision-making. I, I see him and I don't even know if I should say, Hey, this right now because I'm on a 49er podcast, obviously, but I'm a Niner fan myself. <laughs> I don't see him as good as like Kirk Cousins. I really don't. And and a lot of people will tell you Kirk Cousins isn't a great QB. I think he's a good QB. You know, I don't think Kirk Cousins is bad, but I but if you look at the numbers, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is as good as even Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's worth the 27 million a year, 26 million a year. That that's my big issue right now. Yeah. Um with where we're going with him, man, I mean, the last two games, he's he's looking kind of like the Jimmy G that we saw two years ago, the best of Jimmy G. And I would normally not say this, but, you know, I'll, I'll side with what you just said by saying partly the reason why he looks so good is because we have Kittle healthy. We have, uh, we have our talent. Everybody's healthy except for, you know, obviously running back situation, but we've been solid with uh, Mitchell. Well, Mitchell's out, but it's next man up and they've done a great job. And that's why Debo steps in and has almost 80 yards rushing. I mean, having him on our team who, by the way, Frank Gore said last week that he thinks that uh, Debo is going to be a future hall of famer. Oh, I mean, that'd be God bless us if he is. Yeah. And then I saw just as a side note, Frank Gore jr. Runs an 80 yard touchdown and throws one. Too. Nice. I didn't even know. I thought he was a running back. This kid's at 19 years old. Nice. And I'm going, wait, how old is Frank Gore? If he's 19, you know that. So Frank Gore's about 37. He's, yeah, he's 38 years old. So that means he had him when he was pretty young. But uh, anyways, the current team, at least we've got, I think Kittle changes things a lot, right? When he's out. He does. He, he lets us. a blocking game. I mean, yeah. You need him. That's so. Yeah. And I think right now they're running on all cylinders and that helps Jimmy's game. And, and they haven't thrown downfield as much as we'd like but that's also why they're successful right yeah you can throw those little short passes and he, he's also efficient with the offense i think that they believe in him that the players get in the huddle and they look over there and jimmy's standing there and they believe in him well he's a popular guy they love him yeah they love him on that team he's a super popular guy on that, that team that's that would be the problem with starting trey right away they don't know if he can do it yet right i mean Trey, we know, is very talented. He's going to be really good in this league for a long time. But we certainly hope so. When he steps into the huddle, they're going, does this kid know what he's doing yet? As opposed to with Jimmy, they're like, what do we do, Jimmy? You know, I mean, I, that's the feeling you get, at least I get. When I watched the game, when uh, at least we got to see him at the end of this game. And I know that you were upset last game. Should, when should they have put Trey in, in your mind? I mean, anytime that you're up by three scores, the last game we're up by three scores, we, yeah. we should have given him some exposure out there. Like, why would we not play the kid? Because he needs that experience. This kid hasn't played in college in what, basically a year and a half, two years. Yeah. When, when you add it all up, he didn't play because of COVID. You have to play him, dude. In this last game, he got 
four reps. I'll tell you what they are. A down, a down, a run, like a seven, eight-yard run, which is a nice designed run, and a kneel down. <laughs> where are we where are we developing our future, bro? Yeah. I that's my big complaint. And now you've got two games in a row where you could have played him with seven minutes left. Yeah. I feel like we could have given him 14 minutes a game right now. You point. almost could have played him in the whole second half. That's my point, bro. Get him that experience. I agree. I, I, and I understand that you want to seal the deal with the victory. I totally get that. But not at the expense that we're not developing our future. Yeah. You know, I, I do have one other major complaint. I don't have many complaints about this game, but I have one other major complaint, man. That? If, if we got six minutes, five minutes left, and we're up by 20, 21 points, it, it's time to take out the starters, some of those starters. You know, that's how Elijah Mitchell got hurt, dude, the week before. Yeah, you always have to take guys out and let other guys. We're up by 21 points, and we keep in our starting rookie running back, who's doing fabulous, by the way. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see Sermon get some some reps, but uh, in this game, yeah, you're right. Towards the end of that game, most of the starters should be out of the game. We won the game. Why would you risk injury when you're finally catching fire here? And I like that they're catching fire late because, you know, sometimes when you start out really good, by now you go flat. But right now we're catching fire and some other teams are banged up. And I'm I'm sure that the Vikings are going to be a little. Oh, no, no. And I'm going to tell you right now. I honestly believe, because this is where, where I get to redeem myself a little bit amongst the crowd, right? Yeah. I honestly believe that we're going to win. Well, we got seven games left, if I'm right. I believe so. I We will win. Yeah, because we're five and five. We yeah, will yeah. win five out of seven games at least. I really believe that. I, I could go through each game and tell you what I think. I believe we're going to win five out of seven, and I think we will beat the Vikings. If you want to talk about that game a little bit, we'll talk about a little bit about the matchups there. Yeah, before we get to that, I just want to get your take on our defense because this game, for one, we, we've seen a different Fred Warner ever since <laughs> some comments were made about him uh, by Lynch, right? But I think the last two games, he's finally showing up because mm-hmm. before that, those games before that where you're going, dude, you're getting paid a lot of money. You need to get out here and make some plays. And now the defense is starting to hit their stride. And I see that there's less pass interference calls. I mean, yeah, that was a huge problem. Mosley. Josh Norman's settling down a little. He's been horrendous with that yeah, previously. And so they must be working on that. But overall, how do you see our defense faring against the Vikings who we need to beat them? I mean, okay. this is the playoff race here. Well, here's, here's the big issue. Yeah. We're going up against Adam Thielen and we're going against Jefferson, who's just one of the best young players in the league. One of the best young receivers in the league. Yeah. Our corners, unfortunately, due to the loss of Jason Vrett, are not where we want them to be. But I do feel that Josh Norman's playing better the last few games. He's got six. This season, Josh Norman has four, six fumbles, which he's actually on pace to break a record. Yeah. Yeah. So he's punching out the ball. Unfortunately, he's getting a lot of penalties against them. With that said, the last two games, he's been starting to get it under control. Emmanuel Mosley, I've been so high on him since his rookie year. I love him. Yeah. I think he's a top-notch number two corner. I don't want to see him be our number one because I, I feel like the NFL is such a passing league now. You can't have a number two as a number one, but I, I feel Emmanuel Mosley is a wonderful, wonderful player. And, bro, at the value that we're getting this guy is unreal. 
Mosley is definitely great to have out there. It was so nice to see him come back after his injury. And we need him. He should have maybe three more interceptions because there's been a few balls that basically hit him in the hands. Yeah. But, um, but you know, that's kind of the way the team has gone. And now I think he'll make those interceptions because, you know, for one, Bosa is starting to come. Oh, away. Bosa's like, been doing and that just helps your secondary. Yeah. He's the, he's the only guy in the league with 10 plus sacks and 15 tackles for losses. He's tied for first place with tackles for losses. I just like it that they have to worry about him on every play. Every play he's out there. He, he's dominant. Yeah. And let me tell you something. It, it's a shame he gets held on every play, just like he did oh in the God. Super Bowl. And they never call it. Every play. Why don't they call it? I mean, yeah, nobody calls they anything. They called dude. one last week. I was telling Lucas, they finally call one, and then it's declined because he got a sack. <laughs> dude, I know you saw the game. Have yeah. you noticed how his neck – Bozo's neck is always under the opposite side of someone's elbow. Yeah, it's every, every, almost every, every single play. There's someone with their, their arm wrapped around Bozo's neck. And it does, dude, it happened like four or five times this game. Yeah. And it doesn't get called. It got called one time. I'm like, come on, bro. And dude, and let me tell you something. If you go back to the Super Bowl, it was the same thing. They were holding yeah. that kid all day long. He should have, to me, he should, he would have been the Super Bowl MVP, really. Yes, yeah, it's, it's too bad because I don't understand how they don't call make these calls. And sometimes you even see the commentators, they're looking at a replay and they see it. They don't even mention it. You know, like they're just talking about how Bosa didn't get there this time. But of course he didn't with a freaking elbow around his neck, right? He's fabulous, bro. He's, yeah. he's actually fabulous. So um, secondary is looking better. The pass interferences are down. And I think that's been a, definitely a key to these last couple of wins. But let's talk about what you think the keys to victory are um, against Minnesota. Because this is going to be a tougher game. They just beat Green Bay barely, but they beat Green Bay, I believe, right? Yes, they did. As far as how we match up against Minnesota, I I have some concerns, but I see some spots where we really have some really good advantages too. Obviously, they they got a leg up with their receivers against our corners. You can't, you know, Adam Adam Thielen is an amazing route runner. Yeah. Forget about his age. He's 34. This dude can win you a football game, believe it or not. He's capable of going out there. I know because I've had him on my fantasy team before, bro. This dude could go out there at 34 years old and he could pop 30 points on a night because he has these crazy games every year. Jefferson could have a crazy game any night. He's that good. So their corners against our receivers, they win that matchup. There's no way around it. I'll be honest with you. Their O-line is banged up right now, and their O-line has been giving them a lot of issues all year. I think that sounds like the key. Yeah, it, it's it, getting to the Cousins, right? It could be a feasting day for Nick Boza. I'd be surprised if he doesn't get two sacks straight up. Nice. I'd like to see a little more out of Armstead. I know he's he more like sets the edge when he's on the outside. You know, he's valuable in different ways, but... I know we got the new guy, Key, coming along, too. He's getting a few sacks here and there, you know. I'd like to see his blitz a little, put a little bit of pressure. You got to watch out with Jefferson deep, and you got to watch out with the, the short runs by Thielen because he's, he's a phenomenal slant route runner type dude. Um, their D-line, their D-line was supposed to be one of the better D-lines this year, but they lost a bunch of players, and they're starting to get them back. Oh, okay. But their D their D line it, it's solid. I, I I think it's an even matchup. Our offensive line versus their D line. I would say it's like 
the perfect matchup, like 50-50. Um, Do you know if they're going to have Mitchell back for this game? They, they're making it seem like it really wasn't a brutal injury that he could have probably played the last game. But why broken finger or something, right? Yeah, but no, he, he it's it wasn't even a fracture. Oh, they okay. called it like a, I never even heard of it, like semi fracture, something crazy, like something I've never even heard of. <laughs> like it, it wasn't bro- like a fracture to me means it's broken. He he technically didn't hairline break fracture. it, and it wasn't a hairline. Oh, okay, but but it wasn't a hairline. So I'm like, well, if it's not a hairline, it's not a fracture. Then what is it? You know, <laughs> that's they, where they, they just basically have to break it the rest of the way. Let's just break it. Yeah, they <laughs> break it. Doctors do that all the time. Yeah, if you wait too long to have a surgery, they'll re-break it for you. Oh, God, that's good. Um, from what I understand, the only reason he didn't play, because he could have, is he, it does hurt him if he gets hit there. Yeah. Well, he would have to play with a big glove. Oh, okay. Which it was that's not going to fly. Man, he's been so... He's been so solid, and we got Jeff Wilson Jr. back. Like that's true. He, he's he's he could carry the load for a while. Yeah, you know, I I want Elijah Mitchell to be, I want him to be safe because I I really want that kid long term. And dude, at this point of the year, believe it or not, I know that there's zero talk of this, but he's kind of like a rookie of the year type candidate. But I know that there's zero talk about it. But but think about it. What did he start five games and he's got four games with a hundred yards or something? Yeah, right yeah, around he's, there. He's he's killing it. He's been solid. Yeah, we need him. That's the thing. I, now in this game against the Vikings, do you see them using Debo again more, like in the backfield, or just kind of a mix between? Because you know he only was targeted twice in that game and had one catch and for fifteen yards. I, they're they're definitely gonna throw to him more. Doesn't no, they're definitely. I think that was that was a one day. They're gonna target him more because the Vikings secondary is extremely suspect. Okay, okay. And they haven't been doing good all year on the secondary. So, yeah, I think we throw more. Nice. I think this is a game we actually throw a little bit more than the last two, but I really do not. Uh, don't make no mistake about it. We don't want to get away from what works. Yeah. And, and, and that's something that we've been doing the last two games that we just haven't been doing all year, man. Yeah. You know, let's get juice out there. Kittle, when he's healthy, these two guys, when they block together, they blow people's heads off. I don't know. Did you see that play against the Rams a week ago where they knocked out Aaron Donald by like five yards? (laughs) (laughs) That was great, dude. That was great. And that was juice. Like, like Kittle had Donald under control, (laughs) which which is a win, right? Yeah, Yeah. This dude comes over and just bangs him. And what does Kittle do? When this guy hits him, Kittle just explodes. He loves it. He <laughs> explodes. I love I love his jersey. I have his black jersey. I just love it. Nice. He just explodes, dude. And that's what we need, man. I want to see Juice out on the field more. We need Kittle out there on the field more. But these are things that we need. We need we needed Brandon Ayuk to, to wake up in life, man. Finally, right? Brandon Ayuk has seven catches, and eight catches. and a touchdown. And it seems like he put in the effort that they, he got out of the doghouse a couple of weeks ago, right? I mean, yeah, because they say he he wasn't really making an effort in practice and stuff. But let me tell you something: he's making the catches on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making, and, dude. All most of his catches were hard catches. He's a, a different type of receiver who actually enjoys the contact, like the way Kittle does. Awesome, and, yeah. And so he'll go out of his way to make sure that someone has a block across the field, whereas some receivers will just stay, you know, run their route and. If there's a guy near him, maybe they'll kind of act like they're blocking him. But he he enjoys making a block. 
well, those are the guys we draft. We draft guys like Debo and Kittle. We draft guys that like to be physical, and I totally support it. Yeah. You know, yeah. with that said, I feel like he's our best route runner. You know, they were saying in the game, like, you know, he's the Niners feel that really he's he's their best one-on-one -on -one guy, and he really is. He's the best route runner. He's a better route runner than Debo. Yeah. But Debo's got the effort that Ayuk hasn't had all season. Yeah, it's nice to see that he's finally back because, man, yeah, he did so well last year. It was like it was strange. The beginning of the year, it was like, what? Maybe we should sit him down. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how little he was doing yeah. out there. But Shanahan knew that eventually, Ayuk would, would, you know, get back to being. Well, Sherfield gave us nothing, so I don't see why it hurt the team. And, and, and yeah. I, I guess he, you got to make a guy suffer once in a while, you know, yeah, to make him earn his position, but. Honestly, I felt like it was just hurting us, bro. Because yeah. I felt like at some point he's going to wake up and he's going to play better. And now you're seeing it, dude. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard our um, our podcast, but uh, two weeks ago, I predicted the freaking Rams, the score of the Rams game. What was the score? 31 to 10. Oh, nice. I predicted spot on. And I said, and we'll get some points from the defense. Oh, fuck. And then so I used that current, the, the last episode, I... I, you know, made sure everyone knew that I predicted the score. So what we like to do is we do predict the score. So give me a score for the Vikings game and try and be accurate. <laughs> this one's going to be a little different. I'm, I'm going to have this one a little lower scoring maybe. Oh. And try and be realistic. I really believe the Niners are going to win. Nice. And I really believe that they're going to win by seven or more, believe it or not. I Here's the thing, man. If the Niners... Don't win this game. I'm telling you right now, we're not going to the playoffs. I'm going to tell you right now, man, I honestly believe this is the most important game of the season. For one thing, we're competing with Minnesota. Correct me if I'm wrong for that last yep. wild card spot. Yep. They're an NFC team. We wanted Green Bay to win that last game that they won. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'll never cheer for the Packers. I despise Aaron Rodgers, but that's another <laughs> story. <laughs> I, I despise him because Mike Nolan hated him so much that he couldn't draft them. And that was obviously <laughs> a mistake. But we'll talk about that some other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the fact that he can't open the door for his own mother, that's another story. We won't and even Bill Walsh wanted A.A. Ron. Dude, he's, he's a jackass, straight up. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a jackass. Like, he doesn't take care of his family. That's why his brother has such a big grudge against him. Like, if you read into these stories, like... Yeah, he looks weathered these days. When you see his face, you're like, dude, how old are you? You look weathered. Okay, so wait. The Packers lost a few weeks ago because of the COVID issue in him. I don't want to get vaccinated, you know? I, he's doing the Steve Rogan diet. I don't know. Have you heard about that? <laughs> yes, I have, actually. Like, what does Steve Rogan know about science? You know Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, right? Oh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. I was like, what does Joe Rogan know about science? Come on now. Give us a final score on the Vikes game. I think we'll get we'll get two TDs, a couple of field goals. That's 20. <laughs> we'll do a few more field goals, 26. I don't think we'll score more than 31 or 34. I don't. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 27-27-20. Nice. I'm going to say that uh, I think we get three turnovers on defense. I, I'd love to see that. Three turnovers, and one of them is going to be Fred Warner for pick six. Well, we're starting yeah, to get them, so. I think the final score is going to be Niners 31, 
I think that number is it's going to be a magical number. 31 and the Vikings, 28. 30-31, I see it. It's going to be close. Here's the thing about it, man. This is our most important game of the season. I'm going to tell you why. Dude, we're fighting for that last playoff spot. Like, if the season were to finish right now, we're fighting against the Vikings. We need to win this game. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Do me a favor, pull up your screen. (laughs) I believe the next game might be against the Falcons. We can't lose any NFC game. We don't want to lose any NFC game from now until the end of the year. Yep, yep, yep. You feel me? Because the NFC has so many good teams, especially in the West, we just can't afford it. So it's the Vikings, and then Lucas and I are going to meet in Seattle for the Niners. Uh, so the Seahawks game. game is after that, December fifth. Yeah, that's a Sunday night game that we're both going. We're attending that game. I feel like we could win that game too. That definitely. Then we've got the Bengals, and then the Falcons, and then after the Bengals game, we've got the great Damon Bruce, who's going to do our show after the Bengals game. So uh, right before What's, the Falcons. The, so that's the Falcons game. I think we need to beat all the NFC team, yeah. uh, all the NFC teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got Falcons. Yeah, we need to beat the Seahawks too, right? I mean, there's pretty bad. I'm, I'm starting to write them off. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't give it, I'm, I'm starting to write them off. <laughs> you can, but maybe that's my heart just because I hate their guts. But <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to write that off, you know? Nice, Mike. Um, we have a game against the Bengals coming up also. That's a game that we can afford to lose. We can afford, if I'm if I'm correct, we can also afford to lose against the Titans. I'm going to the Titans game. I'm oh, actually nice. driving up to Tennessee. Yeah, that's far away, bro. That would be fun though. I, I got a really good I got a really good friend of mine that lives there. Right on, have fun. So I'm driving up for the Tennessee game. So we can afford to lose that game. Although if they play any any anything like how they played yesterday with Tannehill and those four picks, then it shouldn't be much of a problem. Plus they got Derrick Henry out for the season. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So uh, I, I I feel like we could win the game. I'm just a little worried because we got four, you know, just four days of rest. Yeah. But if we're going to lose two games from now to the end of the year, you can quote me on this. The games that we want to lose, I mean, we don't want to lose anything, right? Yeah. But if you're going to lose, man, you want to lose the Tennessee game, looking ahead, yep. and you'd be willing to lose the Bengals game. The Bengals are a little tricky. Yeah. They're kind of like the Vikings. Like, they're probably better than their record. Yeah. And then as you get towards the end of the season, it kind of depends on the needs of other teams, right? I mean, if you're playing the Titans or the Texans and they don't, if they already have a playoff spot clinched, then... You know, it won't matter so much to them. And maybe we can win out. You never know. That would be pretty nice. That would, that would be <laughs> lovely. I, I, I'll tell you what, though. I really do believe, though, we're going to make the playoffs. Nice. I'm not going to lie to you. But, like, I really believe that we're going to make the playoffs. And I, I think Kyle Shanahan's obviously on the hot seat. So this game coming up is so important, as you mentioned. And uh, Michael Orango, and the, is it, it's Niner Empire podcast. That's the name of your podcast, right? Yeah, the name of the show is the Niner Empire Podcast. We're we're basically on Facebook most of the time. We're we're on all those chat groups. So if you look us up there, you'll definitely find me there. Right on, man. Thank you so much for coming on our show. And uh, it's great talking with you. And love to have you on again next year. And I uh, can't wait to do your show. 
<laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. I'd love to have you on my show later in the year. I totally wholeheartedly appreciate it. Trust me. Cool. Thanks, Mike, and go Niners. Awesome, bro. Have a great night, all right? You too. Take care. Take care.